What is up? Coming to you live from the Cat House in Montebello, California. It is week eight, I think, of the quarantine. It's time for Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast. The May 4th edition. The May the 4th be with you. I'm wearing my Boba Fett shirt. I'm wearing this awesome, let me get closer to the camera, Mandalorian mask that my wife made me. Remember, you can always find her masks at etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash let me out club there will be a, a, a what do you call it a, a link in the comments I'll add that a little bit later let's take off the mask trying to do the show with the mask on ridiculous but I wanted you guys to see the awesome Mandalorian mask that my wife made me she she's a, a crafty lady she's quite crafty what is up well welcome it's May the 4th happy Star Wars Day everybody all kinds of stuff's going on uh, the, the Rise of Skywalker is officially on Disney Plus right now, so people can watch it and complain about it. There's a there's an awesome eight-part documentary about the, the making of The Mandalorian that is on Disney Plus, which will make people less mad, I, I assume, that, that people will not be up in arms about that. We are half an hour late. If you're watching this live, we're half an hour late. Again, the, the, the chaos of which the, the video game industry has devastated. It, the, the video game industry is, 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 is in shambles right now. <laughs> And uh, apparently my, my work, we're the only people who have video games in stock. And we're selling a lot of them. As I, I've said that every week for the last eight weeks. And that's why I'm showing up here late. Because I'm, I'm leaving work at like 7.45. Because <laughs> there's just so much work that needs to be done. And, and, and today was one of those days I really wanted to write down all the weird games that we sold today. There were so many weird games. But let's start the show with... Some weekly nerd news. I have it all written out today. I'm like a good newsman here. We have some weekly nerd news. So, today, again, let, let's we're going to lead off with some Star Wars Day news. Today is Star Wars Day, and there's no shortage of news in the world of Star Wars. But the biggest piece of news I saw today, and it was shared by Pete Molini and uh, Kyle Jackson and several people, that Taika Waititi, it was announced today, he's going to get his very own Star War. It was made official today by Lucasfilm on today, the most holy of Star Wars days, if that's your religion, that Taika Waititi will be will get his own Star Wars movie that he's going to direct and co-write with some uh, Oscar-nominated screenwriters as well in, in cahoots with him. So th this is very exciting because uh, Taika has proven that uh, that he's a, a very creative man. You know, obviously, if you've seen uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, if you've seen What We Do in the Shadows, of course... He's already done work with Disney. He did Thor Ragnarok. He will eventually make Thor Love and Thunder whenever this pandemic thing, if it ever subsides or if there's a way for movies to be made again in the, in this crazy world of pandemics. And this will not be his first foray into the Star Wars world. As he he directed the season finale of The Mandalorian and he, he, he was acting in The Mandalorian. He was IG-11, the bounty hunter turned child protector. So, it, it, this is very exciting news for, for Star Wars Day. A lot, lot of stuff going on. So, that's our first uh, piece of news. Our, our second piece of news uh, from, our, from our movie correspondent, Ryan Tanaka. Uh, he made a post today that there is a potential for a sequel to the old movie from the 90s, Demolition Man. Now, don't get me wrong. I am a big fan of Demolition Man. <laughs> I like that movie. That movie is infinitely amusing. You, 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 got, you got fish out of water sliced alone. You got adorable Sandy Bullock, uh, incompetent Benjamin Bratt, and you have the cooler than cool freaking Wesley Snipes. Uh, that that movie was just hilarious. 
Uh, everyone keeps referencing the three seashells because of the whole, like, you know, we don't have any toilet paper. So there was a thing in the movie where they, they got rid of toilet paper in the future and you had to use three seashells. I have no idea how you use three seashells to wipe your butt, but somehow that was a thing where you you see smarmy-ass Rob Schneider make the, make the joke and people have been making those type of references all over the internet ever since this pandemic thing has started and there's been a odd shortage of toilet paper. But a, a sequel to Demolition Man, I guess Sly Stallone himself, he he, he, he made that announcement to either yesterday or today. He's like, oh, you know, I'm trying to work on a, 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 a Demolition Man sequel. I mean, I mean, he, he ran Rambo into the ground. Uh, he, 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 he clung on to the Rocky franchise through the Creed movies. So uh, here we are. I guess he, he, he's just digging in. The 90s are awesome again. So, hey, hey well, we're we going to do a demolition man again. Yeah, I'm sure Sandra Bullock. I wonder if Sandra Bullock, now the big star that she is, would be willing to reprise her role as Lenina Huxley. <laughs> Will Benjamin Bratt need some money and come back and play his uh, whimsical cop that loves old jingles because they apparently didn't have music and one of my favorite lines the only food they had was taco bell <laughs> weird 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 but yeah I, demolition man sequel i i no <laughs> as much as a uh, 90s dre would be like oh that's cool there's another one no 40 40 year old 2020s dre is like nah please stop no don't do it sly don't don't do it so our, one of our frequent correspondents, Daniel Wong, gave us an article about AMC and Regal threatening to not show films from Universal Studios uh, because uh, Trolls World Tour, they, they decided to fort, instead of delaying Trolls World Tour, they, they, they decided to release it just straight up on, on demand. And since everyone's stuck at home, uh, people apparently forked over the 15 to $20 to rent or buy the movie outright, and it made over $100 million in that first weekend. So it, it, it was kind of this uh, giant... Uh, uh, shot across the bow, so to speak, where uh, the 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 your the, the typical movie house is like, wait a minute, we just got we just got hosed, and uh, and clearly Universal got to take home pretty much all that money instead of having to share it with the uh, w- with the movie theaters, and of course movie theaters get to make didn't make get to make their concession money, so uh, in response, uh, Regal and, and uh, and AMC have said they they don't want to show Universal movies in in the future. Now they're like, no, we will not show Universal movies. I, I'm sure that the, that that tune will change whenever Fast Nine or whatever comes out. I'm sure AMC and Regal will be like, you know what? We've kind of reconsidered this position. We uh, if thing if things get back to normal, if things don't get back to normal, Fast Nine it might already be in the can. They might just put that out digitally and and see what happens there. If but I don't know. I I can see a bunch of parents. Uh, renting or buying Trolls World Tour to pacify their children. I don't see a bunch of wives buying Fast Nine to pacify their husbands. I I, I don't I don't see the, the the correlation is not there. I, I I can a parent would be much more willing to be like, oh cool, we can just get this movie and the kid will be quiet for two hours. Awesome. Uh, I I don't think it works the same way. Where I don't know if like a husband will be, hey look honey, it's the it's uh what's this? I, I forget who's the star. Like, cause I don't think the Rock is in this one. Cause Rock and and Jason Statham. Well, went off to make their own movies. So I was like, oh, look, it's Vin Diesel and not Paul Walker because Paul Walker's dead. And, uh, and Ludacris, huh? Tyrese? John Cena is being added to this nonsense? Apparently other characters are coming back from the dead. I think that they're bringing back Han from the dead. I, I don't know. It just, it's very interesting that the, the, the movie theaters, they're seeing that 
that they could be potentially shut out of films now because or it, it's insane the fact that the, the, a VOD release of a Trolls movie with I didn't even know this was a, such a thing I, I had to look it up and apparently there's a lot of musical artists in this movie there's a lot an extreme amount so uh, maybe that helped I don't know I know like uh, we, we have a K-pop division at work and apparently there was a female K-pop group that was in the movie uh I, I don't know. It it just crazy to me. It just like AMC immediately was just like, no, we will not show Universal movies because how dare you make money without us? Uh, kind of a an odd, you know, lashing out at at, at movie studios. So uh, here's a piece of news that I forgot to mention last week. Uh, correspondent Pete Molini uh, sent me and our our, our good friend uh, Sam Zia an article from the week before where. The Los Angeles Lakers received a $4.6 million loan that was meant for small businesses. So, uh, uh, well, after it was found out, they'd be like, oh, no, we're returning this. Uh, Pete made a very astute point. Like, why did they receive it in the first place? That means someone in the organization filled out whatever application is. It, it isn't like the government was just going, all right, all right, here you go, everyone. All right, the Lakers, you guys look like you need some money. Here's $4.6 million. You're not having any basketball games. You're not having any events. No, I, I think someone within like organization on the on the on the penny pitching side, on the on the coin counting side, applied for the loan. Maybe they didn't think they were going to get it, but clearly, our awesome government like, oh, here you go, Los Angeles Lakers. Here's some money. No, not for the small businesses that really needed to keep their operations running. I think the Lakers are okay. Think the Lakers can get by? I'm sure they'll sell another million jerseys or something. They they have a giant television deal through freaking whatever uh, Spectrum Sports. They they make a lot of money through that. I don't think they needed that 4.6 million dollar loan to squeak by and pay everybody. I mean, they're the ones that they're gathering their money up to help pay all the people not working at Staples Center right now. Uh, crazy 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 stuff. Just I, it was just unbelievable that. Uh, even though they're 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 my local team, that's just it's just not cool. I, I know there's a lot of other big chains like Shake Shack and Ruth Ruth Chris. I always struggle with that one. Ruth's Chris Steakhouse. They are, they are, these are big, giant chains. They applied for small business loans. They are not small business. If you have multiple multiple locations, you're not a small business. Yeah, the Lakers they haven't even milked Kobe's death yet. I mean, right? That's right, James. They they haven't even done that. Ugh. It uh, unbelievable. So, all right, uh, let's say uh, the the last piece of uh, uh, weekly nerd news that we have right here comes from our, our good friend Art Solorio, or another one of our gaming correspondents. It, it turns out he, he sent me this article where a venture capital firm has purchased over one billion dollars of Nintendo uh, stock. Yeah, I guess obviously Nintendo is not traded on the American stock; it's traded in the Japanese stock exchange. But uh, this venture capital firm has—they've been buying up shares in Nintendo, and, and this probably not unprecedented. But people—I mean, especially during the Wii times—I'm sure lots of people are trying to buy up as many shares as they could. But clearly, Nintendo—they'll always have their controlling interest. But what is highly unusual about this particular purchase, which is why I think Art sent it to me, is that the this venture capital firm has been working directly with Nintendo. They—they've been trying to follow all the Japanese customs where a lot of people don't understand. I mean, we, we've had episodes all about this because again, make sure you take your drink, everyone. I worked for Nintendo for seven years. Uh, 
And they're a very weird company and they have very uh, different business practices. They're not like your typical American company or your typical European company where they just chase money. They just kind of, they make their own plan and they kind of stick to it and they follow the company. In reality, the company's been around for over 100 years and they really haven't really changed their business practices. There's another little piece of news I'm going to talk about a little bit later too in regards to their business practices. Uh, but this venture company, they're working directly with Nintendo and trying to follow, the, listen, listen to what they want and also kind of help in that way, help contribute because they, they don't just, apparently this venture capital doesn't just see Nintendo as just a video game company. Uh, they, they see them as, as a potential emerging entertainment brand. Uh, I, I'm assuming, in, you know, this is because, you know, they're going to have their big launch of the Super Mario World at some point or Super Nintendo World at all the Universal Parks whenever things get back to a semblance of normalcy. And of course there's a, there's films that they're finally, Nintendo's finally allowing some films or Netflix series or whatever to be developed. Obviously with their hand in, they're not going to allow another Super Mario Brothers, like the Bob Hoskins, John Linguizamo disaster that came out many years ago happened. That was more like they, they signed off the rights and they had no control afterwards. I'm pretty sure Nintendo's going to want to maintain control this time around and not have, uh, weird Dennis Hopper King Koopa with weird Goombas with giant bodies and tiny heads, which is the opposite of what a Goomba is. A Goomba is a giant head with tiny little feet. I mean, the the screenwriters clearly had never played a Super Mario game in their life uh, for for that one. But yeah, the, this venture capital they they, they envision Nintendo as a worldwide brand or an, an entertainment brand. I guess maybe especially off the success that Sega has had with Sonic the Hedgehog as a film, maybe they they foresee that in the future where Nintendo can take. You know, Mario is, you know, a worldwide character that everybody knows. If the 2020 Olympics were to have normally happened, I'm sure we would have seen Mario all over the the, the, the Japanese Olympics, especially since they used the Mario warp pipe and a Mario hat during the transition of the uh, the Beijing Games to the uh, to, to the Tokyo Japan Games when they were doing they did the transition, the new closing ceremonies back in 2016. Um, very interesting stuff. This article that Art sent me was very awesome. Uh, I'll be sure to try to share that article on our Facebook page and our, our Twitter page. Our, our Twitter timeline, I should say. So, that will be it for the weekly nerd news. It's not, this isn't, can't encompass the entire uh, show with it, but it was a good chunk. I, I like, I enjoy doing this where we talk about the, some of the world news in a very organized setting. And if you want to be a correspondent like Art, like Pete, like Daniel, like Ryan, uh, you can always send me an article or like share an article to our Facebook page. You can send it to me via, you know, however means you communicate with me. If you send it via Instagram, you can send it via Facebook, send it via Twitter, uh, send it uh, however way. Uh, if you have my Instagram, uh, Facebook messenger, whatever. If you want to be a contributor like these gentlemen were this past week, send me an article of something you think is relevant to nerds in the news. All right. So, again, it's Star Wars Day. And unfortunately, I I didn't even think about how this is going to be Star Wars Day. Where I, I really burned out the Star Wars topic a few weeks ago. But today, my, my, my little boy, uh, if, if you go to my wife's Instagram, you'll see our, our young little tiger is rocking a Baby Yoda diaper cover. And it is the cutest thing you'll ever see. My, my, little, my, little, my little man, our, our little guy, 
rocking his thing because yeah, my wife she my wife's also a nerd. We we share our nerd love. She she threw on the the uh, the part of the Mandalorian uh, documentary this morning while I was making breakfast, and I was just like, oh, I love this woman. I love you, honey. Yeah, I, I I'm a lucky man when it comes to that kind of stuff. So normally. I want to talk about all kinds of Star Wars stuff today, but you know what? We did that like two, three episodes ago, so I'm not going to hammer that thing like crazy. Something else I want to talk about is, uh, I didn't do this during the weekly nerd news, but um, another something that happened in the last few days was apparently Nintendo got hacked. Uh, a lot of information from internally Nintendo has been, you know, has been pilfered by hackers. Apparently a lot of uh, what we, we call the source code, which, uh, is uh, the building blocks of a lot of their, of other systems that so the source code of the Nintendo Wii apparently got out. That's a you know, the, the proprietary uh, software of Nintendo, and now it's out in the internet. And uh, and then a lot of uh, Nintendo's accounts, people's uh, Nintendo accounts have been have been attacked. Apparently, there's there's been some sort of vulnerability, and it, uh, apparently it seems like the vulnerability was from the old uh, the Nintendo accounts from the Wii U era where uh, the Nintendo tried to switch away from friend codes to allowing you to have a username. But apparently, Nintendo, because of all, the, all this hack stuff that was happening, it was kind of revealed that the reason why Nintendo had always been hesitant to give people user IDs rather than the random uh, 12 to 16-digit friend code that a lot of gamers hate. Gamers, they, they want to have their identifying name. They want to have their double X entendre bad joke name for their online handles. So like I, I regularly go as on SoCal clone on pretty much every uh, gaming thing that I do. Uh, if you want to find me on the PS4 or the Xbox or whatever, I'm usually SoCal clone. That, that, that used to be my, 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 my Instagram handle. But apparently Nintendo was always against the username because the username in their mind, it, it makes things more difficult for the gamers because people could want to have the same username and they couldn't have that or it's a lot easier for someone to hack you if they have your username if you have a random 12 digit friend code it's a lot harder to uh to hack and apparently that was proven recently because all the, the accounts that were a lot of the accounts that were compromised were people who had these nintendo ids were like my nintendo id would just simply dre <laughs> i i didn't do i didn't go full socal clone on my nintendo id because i obviously when I got my Wii U, I got it before anyone else had it because I was still working for Nintendo. So, oh, I could register and design. Cool. I can just have my username be Dre. Ha, 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 ha. I could be the only Dre. But I guess there was some sort of, like, internalness, internal friend coding beyond that. So there could be multiple Dre's. And then, apparently, people, this is a way for people to hack into everything. That's why I had to, like, un I had to turn on two-factor authentication on my Nintendo account and disconnect my PayPal from from uh, from my Nintendo eShop. It, it, a lot of fascinating stuff if you're really into that uh, uh, techie, nerdy stuff uh, was revealed in this past week with this uh, this hack that happened in Nintendo. It was really, really crazy. And then that that's why, like, now on the Nintendo Switches, uh, they, they went away. You don't have your Nintendo ID. I mean, it's still there, but... Now on Switch, if you want to friend somebody, you got to give them your friend code again, which again annoys the daylights out of <laughs> your your typical gamer. Like, oh, I hate this. I want my own username. 
But I, I guess it's Nintendo being Nintendo. They, they want to march to the beat their own drum and that they think, think it's more secure and it's a lot... In their mind, they think it's easier to just have this randomly assigned code rather than give yourself a name that could be used by someone else or you have to put a lots of underscores or X's if someone else has Poon Commander 55 or some terrible name like that. I, I, I recall some of my friends, uh, well, my, my Destiny clan, they had to like have their names changed because uh, I believe, I think G-Sun's uh, uh, cousin, his name was... Uh, it was like butt it was like butt liquor or something like that his his uh psn name was butt liquor and eventually i guess it got flagged and he was forced to change it from butt liquor to to owlman <laughs> i'm pretty sure that happened to somebody else too the they had another offensive uh username i i think my my old roommate uh trent Trail, i don't know if they, they thought his old username horseman tnt <laughs> Uh, they, they, I don't know if they thought that was offensive when he he he's, he's just a horseman, caballo, horse. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if they th thought it was some sort of like lewd, uh, lewd name. But uh, when, when he tried to like re-enter his uh his, his name, I don't get for whatever reason he couldn't transfer his username from uh, or he couldn't remember his password for his old horseman account. So he tried to make a new horseman account, and they're like, nope, you can't put that name in. Horseman is not allowed. They like, they, they they must have thought he was talking about his penis. I don't know. It's weird. PlayStation Network is weird. I haven't had to change any of that stuff. But who knows? Now, this is part of the show where I'm going to, like, man, like I said, today at work, it was some of the weird, weirdest games sold. Like, something else I noticed today, I guess because of this pandemic, people are really busting out their old game systems. I get if you're if you're stuck at home if you're like a lapsed gamer an old gamer you, you the, the people are dredging out their Nintendo Wii's uh, they're dr they're dredging out their Wii U's which like how many we we sold so many Wii U games today normally we we sell a few Wii Wii U games a day but today it's like what the hell and everyone's buying every version of Just Dance but uh, today uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna, I'm gonna I wanted to write it all down. I, I, I managed to type out the, the weekly nerd news, but I didn't get a chance to grab the, 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 the pull sheet of everything we sold today. I wanted to really just go down the line and write down some of the stuff. Uh, but some of the stuff I can remember was Smurf's Dance Party for Nintendo Wii. So two people out there really needed a dancing game with Smurfs for their Nintendo Wii. Uh, something else uh, that I... Tubin for the Game Boy color the game boy color this is like 20 plus years ago game boy color game boy advance was 2001 if i recall correctly game boy color tubin i was like what the hell for the sega genesis today we sold chavez 2 which i'm sure you're going what is chavez 2 this was a a, a boxing game based on julio cesar chavez which apparently it was a chavez 1 but this is Chavez 2, and it's, it's all in Spanish. Uh, the, the back of the box. I was just, like, staring at it. I'm like, this sold today? I mean, well, first of all, I was like, we have this? And secondly, someone bought this? It, it was just, it was a, a uh, Spanish, uh, all in Spanish boxing game. Of Julio Cesar Chavez, who, if you're over 35, you might know who he is, because he was very popular in the 90s. But it was just like, what in the world? Like, there people are out there looking for this stuff on Amazon or, or on eBay, and and people are buying this. 
I'm, I'm trying to remember some of the other ones. Oh, there was a game. I, I don't know if you guys remember the old uh, TV show Jackass and the, the subsequent films. There is a game for the PlayStation Portable, Jackass the Game. We sold a couple of those today. I was like, what? Uh, me and my boss, we keep making jokes. Like, if a certain game sells over a number of copies, a game that normally doesn't sell, a game we have like, a, like we have 10,000 copies of, like, if that game sells more than, you know, 30 copies, then it's the end of the, it's the sign of the end times. It's the end of the, it's, it's the apocalypse is here. And I was just like, you know, maybe it's not the, you know, 10,000 copies of Metal Gear Rising that we have, or 10,000 copies of uh, Just Dance 2017 for the Wii U, if we sell a bunch of those. Maybe it's all these weird-ass games. Uh, oh, there was another one for the Game Boy Color. I think the, the Ongoing Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. I was like, really? Or there, there's people buying, or somebody bought 20 copies of uh, Dexter's Laboratory Disaster Strikes. Now, me and my bot, we suspect this might be some collector who's going to he bought 20 of them. He's going to look for the best one and return the other 19, which is obviously incredibly annoying to us at our work. It's like, what, what the hell are you doing, man? What the hell? These, these are crazy wild collectors. It's really happening right now a lot with Game Boy, with a, with Game Boy Advance and Game Boy Color. They're, they're like, I guess they're trying to find the perfect copy or the perfect mint copy so they can go take it and get it graded and they can put it on the shelf and no look it's worth so much money I love it I, I just imagine every weird collector like the comic, comic book guy from the Simpsons that just and then we've been having to deal with that so, oh so, someone today tried to buy all 17 copies of uh, it was it's a game called Darkened Sky for the for the Nintendo GameCube and the only reason I even know about this game is because the the uh artistic designer of this game it, it, it was a a comic book artist from the late 90s uh, named joe Madiera. if you bought comics back then i don't know if pete molina i don't know if you're still watching you know old joe joe mad he he got himself famous drawing uh, uh big boobs in the x-men and then he he left marvel and, and joined image and they and created uh, uh, a comic book called battle chasers which was based around a, a red-headed woman with giant boobs and a bunch of robots all around her and this, this comic sold very well, but he essentially stopped working on comics because he tried to immediately leapfrog from comics into video game design. Because I, I remember uh, com the uh, the comic book magazine uh, Wizard used to blame uh, uh, his, his love of video games for the delays of his comic books. Because his books would come out once every six months because he was too busy playing Final Fantasy VII. Or Final Fantasy VIII. He, he was too busy gaming. He, he had no time to sit and draw. He, he, or he had no discipline. He, he wouldn't draw his comic book. Because he was too busy playing video games. And then he, he tried to use the fame that he got from comic books to get into game design. And it kind of worked. Because he, he they, there, apparently there was a Battle Chasers game made at some point. But then this other game, Dark in the Sky. I remember I, I look at it I'm like, this is like a cover to Battle Chasers. It's a woman with abnormally large breasts and a dudes with extra pec muscles in the background and apparently today some someone tried to buy all 17 copies of this game that we have which normally the game doesn't sell <laughs> it just normally gathers dust but these weird collectors are coming out i guess i don't know if something about the pandemic is getting these collectors to come out of the woodwork and and search through our our, our amazon store and, uh, and our ebay store and buy a uh, like all the weird rare games that we have available uh, i i guess they're rare i i, I don't know it just it's highly annoying to us because, like, what if some weird person wants to buy it and actually play it? <laughs> it it's, uh, 
mind-boggling to us at, at work. And in the thousands and thousands of orders that we have right now, uh, people trying to buy, uh, people are buying, you know, fitness games. Uh, yeah, there was a, a Wii game. It was like, it was like my fitness coach too. I, I don't think we'd ever sold a copy of that before, but today we sold six of them. <laughs> and I was like, what the hell? They're all tore up from the floor up. I'm trying to clean, like clean the dust off of them. I'm like, wow, this, this game hasn't seen the light of day in a while. What the hell is happening? Uh, and uh, my, my boss, he, he has a theory because like, we, we've had incredibly high volume for the last two months. I guess my, my boss went out this weekend. I guess he was trying to find a, a bicycle for, for for his sons. And I guess every Walmart he went to and every Target he went to, he went to like four or five different giant stores. They didn't have any bikes. And then because he is a the owner of a giant video game business, he had to go peruse the game aisle. Apparently, all these you know big stores, they don't have any games. There's like no PS4 games, no PS4 controllers, no Xbox controllers. Very few Xbox games. There's apparently some Switch games, but no no one has anything in stock. Uh, we have this giant warehouse in an in a unknown location, and we have a shitload of games. And apparently, we're the only place that's... We, we sold 600 PS4 controllers today. <laughs> 600! Mind-boggling. Uh, over the weekend. It was just insane, I say. Insane. Uh, I guess it's because no one out there, like you, you go, you know, I tore it from the floor. Yeah. <laughs> you go out there, like you go to a target, like you can't go to GameStop or I guess you go to, you know, some GameStops, they might have some games. I don't know. Uh, you can't go, you can't go inside a Best Buy right now uh, unless they decide to, you know, ignore the safe at home orders here in California. I'm sure other states, they're going to be opening up fully and contracting the virus, but uh, it, there's no supply out there. I guess no, there's nothing being shipped as far as video games goes from supplier to retailer. We are a supplier that supplies the internet. So we're being bombarded, but of course we can't add any staff. We're like at the minimum of like 10 people and we're trying to do all this crazy work. My bosses are going to be at work until like midnight tonight, trying to keep up the rest of us are like, sorry, bosses. We all got to go. I know I gotta go. I gotta come home to my wife and my bebe. I, I I can't stay there. It's insane. It's just uh, it it's it, it's wild how different things are, are affected. Apparently, video games are selling like crazy, but you know all these poor restaurants are, are struggling and, and all this. And a lot, a lot of the restaurants are like, we want to reopen, but you know it's very unsafe if they reopen. You stick a bunch of people in one room with an air conditioner. One person's infected, then everyone gets infected. It's 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 just insane. I I, I feel bad for a lot of the. I feel like I've said all this before. I feel like I have this weird feeling of deja vu. But right now, the way we're all stuck at home, like like my good buddy Lamar Harris, who's stuck at home, he I think I don't think he's left his house in the last six to eight weeks. I I I I've I've gone I've had to go outside. I've had to venture out to go get groceries. I I, I go out and I I still go to work because people people are ordering. We can't just turn off. Because Amazon's pushing all their orders to us because they're too busy shipping out the, the, all the vital stuff. So Amazon's like, here, you guys take care of this work for us because we can't do it because they're too busy uh, shipping out uh, all the vital stuff. So like, it's, it's, it's on our company. Like, oh, we're, we're a big video game distributor. So like, oh, I guess we have to ship out all the games for Amazon for them. Our little, our little big company, our big little company. 
This whole pandemic has everything upside down and inside out. Whew. And it's just, I'm exhausted. And you know what? We're going we're gonna to wrap up the show a little bit early today just because I'm out of it. Normally, I, we're shutting down at 9. I know this is like an abbreviated episode of Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast, but it, it, it's going it, to, they're not all going to be an hour. I feel like sometimes people would prefer it if it was shorter. We used to go an hour and a half just for funsies when it was me, Pete, and Sam. But one man talking alone to a microphone into the void. Sometimes you just don't have it. And today, I think we're going to just take it down right now at the 35-minute mark. So, remember, you can always follow us at DreGP Podcast. That works on Twitter. That works on Facebook. That works on Instagram. You can find us on YouTube, Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast. You just search for that. Uh, all of our links are in one convenient place. You can go to allofmylinks.com forward slash Gp Podcast. That'll give you links to everything we have. Uh, everything I mentioned before, including our Twitch page, our Etsy pages. Uh, I, I believe our... Or there's, uh, I, there's so many... All the links for our show are available at allmylinks.com forward slash DreGP Podcast. If you're watching this on Facebook Live, that link is on our description to get to all of our links. Uh, we'll be back here again. Ho hopefully, I can try to get out of work earlier, but the way things are going, uh, the, the show is just going to start late every Monday until the until the foreseeable, for the foreseeable future. So sometime between 8 and 8.30. Yeah. Uh, that, that's right, Margie. It's going to be cuddle time with my little cub. I got to go change my shirt and, uh, and go, go grab my little boy and go cuddle with him right now. That, that Honestly, that's probably the, the biggest reason I want to just wrap up the show right now is to get, give give my wife a little, uh, a, a little bit of relief and take my little boy and, and hold him. So thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. This has been Dre's Geek Philosophy Podcast. Remember, if you want to be a contributor... To our weekly nerd news, be sure to send us any article and we will give you credit for sending us those articles or if whatever you're posting, I see it. I'll let you know that I'll be using it. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. And if you're still listening to this on audio, thank you for listening. We'll catch you guys next time.